0: And we're on. Hey everyone, I'm Liam the daughter. I'm Lauren the mom. What's going on? What's happening? Well, you know, Jake asked us if anything funny happened this week. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I had something funny happen. Did
1: you? I thought it was funny, but also traumatic. Oh my god. Okay.
0: (laughs) Nature betrayed me. Oh no. The day has finally come. I know. So I'm on my way to work. Are you okay? I don't know.
1: I sit in this chair, and it's like a mucus ball hits my throat. I don't know.
0: I need a (laughs) mint. Oh, my God. What was that voice?
1: (laughs) <laughs> That's my froggy voice. I really liked it. Did you? Yeah. All right. So anyway, I'm driving down the road, right? Okay. Going to work. It's a beautiful day. It's like 70 degrees out. And I'm thinking, me. Setting that scene, Yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm going to take advantage of this. I had the windows rolled down. I yeah. had the music jamming. The wind in your hair? The wind in my hair. My arm's <laughs> hanging out the door. And I'm just okay. out the window. And I'm just like cruising along. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I felt like this... I felt like I was electrocuted.
0: Oh my god!
1: Am <laughs> I okay. being dramatic? You. So it was windy. Yeah. Right. And this leaf <laughs> floated down. Okay. It was a beautiful rust color. Yeah. So floated you know down. what type of tree it fell from? Maple. Oh. <laughs> it was. A- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just me being an asshole, and you answered me. It was a maple leaf. Uh, okay. Anyway, it's like coming down fast because it's windy, yeah. and it attacks my hand. You know, thats how I knew it was a maple leaf because you know the they're stem. no. Well, no because they're jaggy.
0: <laughs> me anyway, to talk about plants. Yeah, so <laughs> it
1: hits my hand. Yeah, and it, I was like, <laughs> right? It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that was dramatic. Until I looked down and there was like a dime-sized welt on my Are hand. You kidding me? There's no, actually a welt. There was it a must welt. Must been
0: moving so fast. Kind of like wow. that if you drop a penny on top yes, of someone from us. Yes, um, yes. Is that a thing or did I just make that up? No, I think you're I think you're good. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know that. I,
1: I was like, "Damn. Yeah. That hurt." Yeah. I'm I felt so betrayed. I'm so sorry. Wow. I felt betrayed by the maple leaf. <laughs> betrayed by the maple <laughs> newbie. that "Ever happened happen to you? It? Has <laughs> it ever happened
0: to you?" I cannot say that it has. <laughs> you I'm wouldn't so- never put your arm out the window. <laughs> No, because you know what we talked about this. We talked about this. We all know I'm afraid of bees, as evident from last week's all story. All windows must be up. Um, but this one time, okay, so like if I have the window down, a critter will mm-hmm. come in. Mm-hmm. It's like they're attracted to me. You're not an catching animal the whisper vibe that it's I'm saying. Animals. Like I'd rather you not come anywhere near me. I like you. Mm-hmm. You're good. You over there? Yeah, you got it, Lord. Yep. This one time, a grasshopper. Mm-hmm. A grasshopper motherfucking jumped in. And <laughs> which is fi- I'm not scared of grasshoppers, but it alarmed me, kind of like your leaf. It oh startled my- me. I just
1: envisioned like Jimmy Cricket on the side of the car <laughs> waving, like, you know, how the car's going fast. Yeah. And yeah. It's like his hair is blowing back. How do you hang on, Jiminy? And he hopped in. <laughs> <laughs> Lord just made up an entire
0: scenario. and scene
1: See, that's what happens in my head yeah Jake's like I need the details well
0: you asked for it you got him now he's saying I don't need the details no even though he secretly wants the details uh, so yeah criddles criddle, criddles oh
1: what <laughs> oh it's a new word Criddle. <laughs> It's a little critter.
0: <laughs> it literally just sounded Known like I had a seizure. It's a critter. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm done. That's enough. I'm so sorry that nature betrayed you. I know. It betrays me often. That's why I don't go outside. <laughs> you
1: know what? I'd do it again.
0: Would you? I
1: would for that fresh smelling breeze.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. And then something else happened. Yeah. I had to go out into... She had to go out into the world. We left today. And I I really needed a nosh. So I said, Can you ride me through this drive through? Which, okay, so that doesn't happen. I don't go through drive throughs very often. You don't? Well, okay, you shouldn't be behind the wheel. Okay, neither of us should. The the difference is I know this and I just don't drive. I mean, if they'd let me
1: take a horse and buggy, I'd still do it. Lord, do not. (laughs) We talked about that a couple weeks ago. We did.
0: Do you really feel like you'd be better at controlling a horse than you would a car?
1: Absolutely not. Maybe a Flintstones type car? <laughs> yes.
0: A bicycle. I just yeah. pictured you on a bike. Yeah.
1: Hilarious. I just don't like a lot of commotion and a lot of people and things happening around me. No, so you know, the drive through, it was yeah, really it was... a lot for Lore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was
0: a two lane drive through. They kind of like, they each had their own lane. Mm-hmm. Okay. Lore thought, well, first, you almost hit <laughs> someone. Let me, b- <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please, let me back let up. Let me back that up. <laughs>
1: I think she almost hit me, actually. She was walking <laughs> right into my car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You almost hit her. Yeah. Which will lead me to another story, which <laughs> I will tell you in one second. So you almost run this bitch over who was trying yeah. to, you know, she was asking for it at that point. She was walking right into the vehicle. Right
1: into the vehicle. And then she stops and looks at me like, why are you driving your car? Right. Yeah. And then I was like, go ahead and go <laughs> because you're
0: already in the middle of the lane. <laughs> She's still upset about it. So then after this debacle, uh-huh. she, Laura doesn't realize that she has her own lane. That
1: the lanes, I thought they converged. You
0: thought they converged. They did not. <laughs> you wanted to converge and no, no one would let you go. It was no. really awkward. Because
1: I wasn't supposed to converge. Because, you because no. there were two lanes. And yes. then
0: so everyone behind us was backed up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we didn't realize you weren't supposed to converge until like the very right. end. Hey, so, you, you know, know, it happens. But back to hitting people with cars. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> if I ever told this story, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't because it's really Hence bad. Hence your fear of driving. This is part of my fear yes. of driving. Yeah, when I went to uh, college in the city, I used to have to drive from one end of the city to the other, kind of mm-hmm. uh, to get you. To pick me up from my job. To pick yeah. you up. Oh, no, if I've told this story before, sometimes I forget what we talk about. Mm-hmm. But anywho, I was driving and I'm not a very good driver. <laughs> and um, in Pittsburgh, there's a lot of like one ways. Yeah. And so I was going to turn, Mm -hmm. okay, and this man walked into my car just like the lady in the drive-thru, except this man did not
1: stop. You made the comparison. You said it was just like when I hit (laughs) that guy's car, except she stopped just in the nick of time. And
0: that man did not. And he did not. He walked right into my car as I was turning. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 Allegedly.
1: (laughs) And he fell. It was like a scene out of a movie. He did like a somersault across the hood of your car.
0: It's probably, how, I mean, it probably wasn't that it. dramatic, <laughs> but I was really afraid. I, like, love tapped him. And he fell, and he got right back up, and he started yelling he just... at me, so I assumed he was okay, and I panicked, and I drove off. Allegedly. 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 <laughs> um, I technically hit and run. Oh. A man, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so that's partially why I don't drive anymore. I'm like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't. And then this bitch goes and almost hits someone, and I'm like, "Yeah, the I apple mean, did not fall far." from— I know she
1: wanted to get to her tasty vittles,
0: but <laughs> <laughs> she's she couldn't wait, Laura. She couldn't wait. Um, no, so, so that's what happened. Yeah, when we that's left why the I don't leave today. the house
1: unless absolutely necessary. I, I told like- you I'm going to be Grizzly Adams, living up in the damn mountain. Yeah, I the have hermit. a human. I have a human coming up every couple months to bring me provisions. Provisions. Like Walter that's White that's when he was
0: hiding in the cabin. Okay, right. Laura, I like that life for you. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, with that, hey, we have new patrons to thank. I know yay, we do. Yay, yay, yay. We have two new patrons <gasps> to thank. Oh my, oh, my gosh. That's so exciting. Liam and Molly, thank you all so much.
1: Whoa. Yay. Oh, that is the best. Welcome to the family.
0: That, we love you. They broke up our dry spell. They did. We were having a little bit of a dry spell. Congrats. I didn't like it. Thank you for joining. You're the real fucking MVPs out there. (laughs) Thanks (laughs) for joining the family. Yes. Um, Please go rate us on Spotify and Apple. Mm -hmm. It really helps the show. Five stars, please. Yes. Just tap some buttons. Yes. Uh, Jake, if they don't rate us on both of those platforms, what's going to happen? Five stars on both platforms or I'll hit you with my car. (laughs) Well, Laura's car. Mine died in Seattle, and I don't have one anymore. But the point is, I'm running you down. Yeah, we still don't have a car. Update. Again, because I shouldn't drive one anyway. So we've just chosen to, like, you know what? Maybe it'd be best if we didn't even have a vehicle. Uh, Yeah, go rate us on those platforms. Yeah. Are you ready to get into it? I am so ready. I'm really excited today. Okay? Are you? Because Lee took a little bit of a stretch week. Did you? Yes. I decided, while my movie... Is not magical. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh So I was like, I have to talk about it somehow. The world wants to hear what I have to say about it. Got to get it in there. I did find magic. It's one of those non-magical movies where you find a piece of magic. So everyone bear with me. All right. I'm talking about St. Elmo's Fire. You love (gasps) that movie. 1985. And I'm not kidding, like, as someone who did not grow up in the 80s, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know what the 80s were like. Right. I just have, like, you know, <laughs> the tidbits. information Laura gives me.
1: Pictures of me with my big hair. You've really
0: had some big-ass dude. hair. dude. Um, if I, in my brain, this movie is what the 80s were. I think I kind of give Motley Crue a run for their money. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they didn't have shit on you. You're, if I could find a picture of Laura in the 80s with big hair, I will try to track it down. Holy shit. It was something to see, and you also had this phase where you were really into country and you wore like a bolo tie oh necklace. My gosh. We could talk about that <laughs> another day. Yeah, let's let's leave right that now for another on the day. 80s. Okay. We're in the eighties. We're in the eighties. Okay, this is what the eighties was in my mind. Yeah, the style, the fashion, the way people talked. Oh my gosh! Just I don't even know.
1: Uh, yeah, Ali Sheedy in this with her uh, lace collars. Like, uh, I think one of the famous makers back in the 80s that did all that. La- I think it was called Gunny Sack.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> I recall that. Gunny Sack. It's where all those details go in my brain. Wow, okay. They yeah. did the, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of bad fashion choices in this movie. All I wanted was a gunny sack dress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's going back. She's having memories. Going back. Um, but yeah, like everything down to the set design. Mm-hmm. It's just the fucking 80s. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's yes. one of my top five, I'd say, favorite films. Favorite That's films. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, that is, yeah. You've never liked this movie. This is not my favorite, no. I love it. The Breakfast Club is my favorite. I know that. I'm gonna tell you why this is my favorite. Okay. Uh, this is a drama romance film rated R. Mm-hmm. Here's your tagline. Okay. The passion burns deep. <laughs> I'm already in. The passion burns deep. I'm not. I'm not uh, feeling it. There. You know. Saint Elmo's fire uh-huh. burns deep. I uh, see where they were going. With I see. It. I see. Written and directed by Jewel Schumacher. And here is your cast. Okay. All right. Rob Lowe as Billy. Hicks. <laughs> Billy the kid Hicks. Oh my god. Did I have a crush on him oh, in this movie or you what? You did, you did. And I find it really funny because his character plays the saxophone. And the first time I saw Jake he was playing the saxophone, <laughs> it's like it's all coming back to me, you know? Oh, you do love a saxophone player, huh? I do. Because of Rob Lowe in this movie, I it? think. Oh but we have see? to talk win, about one for you, Jake. We have to talk about Joel. Uh-huh. Schumacher, though. Uh-huh. Do you know what other film he made? What? The Lost Boys. <laughs> So, is this, I think Joel must love a saxophone. Uh, jo- me and Joel, thank you, Joel, for making me sax. fall in love with the sexy sax. There you go. Oh my God. But yeah, where's, where's Tim Capella? Oh my God. Call him in. So, Joel made this, mm-hmm. and then he made The Lost Boys. And these are two of my all time favorite films. Yes. So, I'm rocking with that man. All right. All right. Uh, we've got Demi Moore as Joel's. Yes. Uh, Andrew McCarthy. Mm. Love him as in this. As Kevin, I loved him in this. I think he's this. my favorite character I loved in this. him in this. Oh, my God. It's Emilio Estevez, but I wrote Emilion. <laughs> <laughs> Emilio. <laughs> Emilio! Omarion Estevez. <laughs> Dude, I loved Omarion's music. Where'd he go? Um, Emilion Estevez as Kirby. Amelia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, you're being funny. I'm changing his name. <laughs> I love when Lord like, like doesn't doesn't, know doesn't get your joke. I'm making a joke. <laughs> oh fuck. Judd Nelson. Oh. The Judd Nelson as Alec. I love him. I do, but not in this film. I don't love him in this film. Um Ally Sheedy with her lace, whatever the fuck yeah, you called gunny them. Gunny sack. Gunny sack as Leslie. Mm-hmm. Mayor Winningham as Wendy and Andy McDowell as Dale. Yes. All Dale. Right. As I said, this movie is not magical, but oh. I absolutely love it. We're going to make it magical. We're going to make it magical. It takes place in the fall, so it's always on my watch list this mm. time of year. Um, I do want to note that I said this was made in 85, so obviously some things are not going <laughs> to pass the vibe check. No, no. No. All right, are you ready for the run I'm so ready. It opens with a memory of seven friends walking out of their college graduation ceremony. <sighs> uh, What's that like, having friends? <laughs> and not many why do these seven, people always have seven so, whole friends I, I was like there's too many of you this isn't possible <laughs> okay in the group we've got Billy the Kid yes alright he's the bad sex. boy sexy sex he's got a dangly earring we've already established that Lee likes a dangly yeah. earring yeah where's George Michael you know what? Where's he It's at? because of him. There you go. He really rocked the dangly earring. <laughs> uh, he can play the shit out of his saxophone. Oof. Okay. We've got Wendy, the shy, sweet, slightly sheltered girl who is not so secretly in love with bad boy Billy Bad boy Hicks. Billy. We've got Kirby, the obsessive romantic slash wannabe <laughs> lawyer who waits tables at the gang's favorite bar. St. Elmo's, Elmo's fire. No, <laughs> no just St. Elmo. Drop the fire. Saint <laughs> it's Arnold's just St. Elmo's. We'll get to the fire. Oh, okay. okay. We've got Alec, the super serious professional who works for Congressman Langston's office. Mm-hmm. This is Judd Nelson in this movie. I know. He's definitely a fucking Capricorn oh, in this movie, okay. right? Or yes. how I see male Capricorns. Is yeah, this character. you're
1: probably right. You're probably right.
0: Um, We've got Leslie. She's also a professional, but she is really just Alex's girlfriend. Mm. Okay, that's how people mm. see her. Arm candy. <laughs> <Set
1: it>. In <laughs> her lace.
0: In her lace and pearls. <laughs> My God, she never takes the
1: pearls off the entire Definitely
0: movie. Definitely arm candy. We've got Kevin. <laughs> The uninspired creative journalist who thinks uh, that love sucks. He's on search for the meaning of yes, life. Okay. Yes. And we've got Jules, the rich hot party girl. She's the <laughs> arm candy. Okay. She's a bit reckless. Uh, this yeah. is Demi
1: Moore, yeah. who you
0: said was like the beauty standard back in your yes, day. Yes, she was. She was
1: considered the beauty yeah, standard. Yeah. So her yeah.
0: character kind of like embodies uh-huh, that. Uh-huh, right. All right. So this story, like obviously, they're all a group, but then you kind of focus. You on know, their separate stories, on each seven mm-hmm, stories. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to explain each, each one. one, yeah, okay. one at a time. All right. All right, let's start with Billy. Let's start with and his dangly, with your, with his, his this. sexy dangly <laughs> earring. <laughs> Billy is having a hard time leaving his frat boy party days behind, hmm. despite the fact that he has a wife and little baby oh. at home. Yeah, okay, but he's not ready for that. Yeah, the marriage is obviously unstable. All they do is argue. He sleeps around. Oh yeah, Yes. He's not. He's, he's never not home.
1: Cool. He's always out partying with his
0: friends. <laughs> right? He's just like you were eighty years so. <laughs> old. <laughs> he's always out partying with his friends. <laughs> Uh, he also loses every job that tight-ass Alec gets for him. Mm-hmm. His life is pretty much a hot mess. And it's a hot mess. And it's like no one looks at him as anything other than the hot fucking mess. Right. Uh, things really go downhill after he's kicked out of his band where he Ooh. plays the sax. Okay. <laughs> Following a bar brawl on Halloween night, his sax solo was interrupted. Oh, and... I'm still upset about you'll it. You'll pay big. I wanted to see it through. <laughs> So then that leads us to Wendy. Uh, Okay. Wendy Wendy has a kind heart. She works at the Department of Human Services. Mm -hmm. She volunteers at the local food bank and she is all around just like a gentle spirit. Mm -hmm. And she's got, you know, the big thick glasses, like the nerd glasses. Not a fashionista. Uh, Were those popular in the eighties, do you think? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sally Jesse Raphael (laughs) made them
1: popular. (laughs) Way to go, Sal.
0: All right. Her family is wealthy because they own 24 greeting card company franchises around the East Coast. Uh Greeting card franchises. Okay. Wendy is constantly pressured by her father to give up her dreams, Ah. which I'm not really sure what her dreams are. They never established that. (laughs) Okay. And join the family biz. Run a franchise of her own. Get married. Have some kids. The classic. You know. Yes, but she stays strong and plans to move out so she can gain some independence and some life experience. What a lot of spunk. A lot of spunk. One night while hanging out, she lets it slip to Billy the kid, who Ooh. she's in love with. Okay. Remember yeah. that she's still a virgin. Uh oh. Um, and this is kind of like an invitation to Billy. She mm-hmm. kinda you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They make an attempt, but Billy, of course, is drunk and makes fun of her underwear. Oh, oh my god. She has granny panties. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. You know what? Yeah. She does a little bit, but you know what? I have plenty of them. They're comfortable. Me too. Ain't no shame and in the granny. And I am granny a granny, penny. so I can't have them. <laughs> You're allowed <laughs> to have them. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, he's an ass. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Wendy kicks him out and says she doesn't want to see him anymore. Mm. He broke her heart, uh, but not before giving him his rent money for the month. So this oh, is when geez. you learn that everyone kind of like pays his way. He's that okay. much of a hot mess. Okay. So let's go to Kirby now. Kirby, at the beginning of the movie, runs into Dale. Mm -hmm. Dale was a senior when Kirby started Georgetown. Okay. And she's now a doctor. And Kirby has decided that he's absolutely in love. From one glance. From just a glance. Well, I I think they went on a date when they were in college, but this bitch Uh, does not remember him, like, at all. Right. This is on Estevez. (laughs) She does not remember Emilion. So he's decided he's in love. Okay, they meet up for lunch. Gotta have her. He's gotta have her. And Dale makes it quite clear that she's not into him romantically. This is the storyline that I have the most problem with. Okay. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Super creepy. That Uh, does not translate. It does not. Not now. Uh, But not now. Not ever. (laughs) Maybe in the 80s, but not now. (laughs) Uh, But she's down to be his friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kirby doesn't want to give up, though, because Mm -hmm. Dale is the only evidence he can find that God exists, quote unquote. She's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, that, wow. <laughs> that hawk of a loogie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a really juicy cough. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> anyway, Dale is godlike. Okay, he of loves course. her. He even decides he wants to go to med school, oh so she'll God. be impressed. Oh <laughs> I'm quitting my waiting job at St. Almos. and I'm going to be a doctor. There you go. The infatuation with Dale only grows throughout the movie and he does some quite frankly creepy shit. Okay. He becomes a stalker. He waits outside of her apartment in the rain. <laughs> and then drives his bicycle,
1: <laughs> follows her car. <laughs> yes, he is on a bicycle in the rain. It's I think a, it had think... a basket on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it Did not really? I don't know. I think so. What the fuck was he saying? Maybe carrying only in the my basket? mind. Maybe his school books. I don't know. <laughs> He's not in school anymore. Oh, I thought he was gonna be a doctor.
0: <laughs> he just decided this. Oh.
1: All right. Lickety
0: split. Is Jeez. that is that a phrase? Lickety split. Yeah, <laughs> did it is. I use it yeah, correctly? You did. <laughs> okay, great. Anyway, he's waiting outside for her in the rain mm-hmm. like a fucking creep. It was, you know, romantic when Lloyd Dobler, was he the one that did yes, it? Yes. Yeah. Lloyd Dobler. John Cusack, when he did it, it was okay. Not but this. it wasn't in high fidelity when he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. He also, John Cusack has like yeah. this thing with waiting in the rain. Yeah. If you could have followed that 80s trail we just went on, good for you. Uh, He crashes a work event she's attending to admit that he's become obsessed with her. Yeah. He's like, or she's at the party and she's like, hey, Kirby, how are you? And he's like, obsessed, thank you. Or like makes a comment. Yeah. Uh, So he knows that he's like a little off his shit. Yeah, Uh, Not right. Dale takes an interesting approach to all of this, though. Okay. And brings Kirby to her apartment to prove that she's not worth obsessing over. She's like, look, I'm messy. There's a shirt on and the floor. I don't take my trash <laughs> out. Mm. I'm not as posh as you think I am. And he's like, no, now I'm more in love with you. He even <laughs> decides to pick up her pillow and take a giant whiff of it. <laughs> and her roommate's looking at him like, mm. like what the fuck? Yeah, his character yeah, is creepy so creepy. And it's supposed to be, like, romantic. And you're like, no, well, it's funny not. because you
1: said when you were younger, you were like, oh, how romantic.
0: I do probably think, like, (laughs) Little Lee was like, oh, my God, yes, Amelia on. Now I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Ew. Ew. Um, This approach of, like, sniffing (laughs) her pillows and shit (laughs) obviously does not work. And Kirby just becomes a little more obsessed. Yeah. He takes a job with a rich entrepreneur, Mr. Kim. Mm -hmm. Uh, He becomes his assistant. And Mm -hmm. he instantly decides to throw a party at Mr. Kim's house while he's away to impress Dale. Right, right. Dale doesn't even show up. She's like, <laughs> Curbs. She's off living her life. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, so when she doesn't show up, Kirby finds out where she is uh-huh. and heads to the cabin she's staying at and finds her with her boyfriend. Yeah, Who's like supposed to be this like hunky older hunky man. Hunky outdoorsman. Yeah, he has like <laughs> plaid on so obviously he knows how to chop wood. He has some long johns on. Yeah. Uh, Dale finally lets him down easy and is like, look... <laughs> <laughs> Isn't gonna happen, and by letting him down easy, don't
1: they kiss? They share a kiss. So, what happens is the uh, guy says, Why though? Why? Well, let me take a picture <laughs> so of I the have two that, of you. I have that you? Here. Yeah, the
0: boyfriend goes, Let me go inside and get the camera, and I'll take a picture of you while Kirby is like crushed. Yeah, and he goes inside and gets a Polaroid camera. Yeah. And takes a picture of them. And while he's gone, Kirby decides to kiss Dale. Gives her lip lock. Like, Fuck yeah. yeah. He dips her down. He does lip the lock. old swoop de doo do. Lip lock. And so he feels as though takes he takes her breath won. away. He <laughs> sure does. And he lets Dale keep the Polaroid photo of the two of them. So she'll always remember. Because you sniffing her pillows wasn't going to stick in the old that's brain. That's right, you know? right. All right. So now we're on to Alec. 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 Despite being a Democrat. Okay.
1: He doesn't act like a Democrat. Alec
0: decides to set aside his political convictions and take a job with a Republican senator to get more money. And this is oh. where he starts going downhill. <laughs> He's got his life planned out. Yeah. He's ready to move up in the world. Go, and a Alec. A big part of this plan includes marrying. His girlfriend, Leslie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, despite the fact that he cheats on her frequently, most recently with a lingerie saleswoman. Great. It's the classic story. A man goes to buy his girlfriend lingerie, and the lingerie <laughs> saleswoman just is like, I gotta fucking have you. I can only think of Chevy Chase. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> that's <laughs> what I mean. It's like, what no is No shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit nipply out. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say <see> nipply? <laughs> Dude, if we could find a way to do Christmas vacation, I would be, like, all about it. Okay, so at Kirby's Mr. Kim house party yeah. that he throws, Alec announces to the room that he and Leslie are engaged, Ooh. even though they are not. Even though he didn't even run that by he her. He didn't run that by her. Um he does this to facilitate the marriage process, uh, as he says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that leads us to Leslie. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, Leslie isn't ready to marry Alec, even though they've been together for quite some time, and everyone looks at them as like the perfect couple. Uh-huh. Um, it seems like Alec just expects her to become the perfect little housewife who's going to pop out a few kids, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. yes, arm candy with your <laughs> lace and pearls. She has her own dreams. She says she keeps mentioning her career, but they don't ever actually tell you what that is. She just has. She's dreams. a designer for gummy sacks. <laughs> <laughs> Twist. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? Uh, But she has dreams. Uh Okay, we don't need to know what they are. When Alex (laughs) announces their so called engagement at the party, Leslie confronts him about his extracurricular sexual activities. Mm. Alex says, What did Kevin tell you? Mm -hmm. Because he assumes that Kevin told Leslie and immediately goes and punches Kevin in the face. Nice. But really, Leslie just had a hunch. And then, so you told on yourself. Congratulations, you played Mm. yourself. Alec kicks her out of the apartment. Yeah. It gets me every time I'm like, really, motherfucker? I'd be like, your shit will be on the stoop <laughs> when you come home. Stoop kid. <laughs> uh, so he, she heads home with Kevin. Okay. Okay, so now Leslie and Kevin yeah. are going home together. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Kevin. Let's talk about Kevin. He's my favorite in this movie. He is a sweetheart, mm-hmm. okay? Kevin hasn't been in a relationship or had a sexcapade in a at least sexcapade. a year. A Sexcapade. He even denies Joel's offerings. So we'll mm-hmm. get to her in a minute. Mm-hmm. For a roll in the hay, okay, which no one ever does. She's the sexy one, remember? Oh, right. So he must be gay because of he keeps denying even Jules. Ugh. Throughout the movie, you were kind of led to believe that Kevin might secretly be in love with Alec. Uh huh. But in reality, he is madly in love with Leslie. Leslie. Ah, uh, so after Alec and Leslie have their spat and mm-hmm. Leslie crashes at his place, mm-hmm. he finally reveals his true feelings to her. Oh, I oh, know. No. Um, They've had a lot to drink and end up having sex in the shower and she keeps her she pearls keeps on. She keeps the damn pearls on. <laughs> this, this gets me. It's like a done. three string. A three it, stringer. And she's like <laughs> clutching them. During the, first of all, shower sex is <laughs> Overrated. It is so fucking overrated. We need to talk about that. I hate it. I fucking hate it. It's uncomfortable. It's slippery. Where do your legs go? Where does my face go? As like- Bon Jovi
1: would say, "Slippery when wet." <laughs> uh,
0: Boom. <ba-dum-sh. laughs> Oh, fuck. Remember we saw him in concert and he was kind of good? I don't know how that happened. I've seen
1: him twice. I saw the Slippery One Wet Tour. Did you really? I did. He came out in a string across the audience (laughs) flying.
0: Did he come out on a strand of pearls? (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, that's this story. (laughs) Okay, so back to the pearls. Yes. Okay, they have sex. (laughs) The pearls? (laughs) Oh, my God. I know, I know. I know. You little cutie. <laughs> no, Andrew McCarthy. So you have to understand that Kevin is tr- like really in love with Leslie. But I think Leslie, this is best movie. Andrew McCarthy? Yeah. yeah. I think this is his Better best movie. Better than role. Mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> Better than Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> we got to talk about those. We really do. Okay. So after they have sex, yeah. Alec walks in on them. Ooh. Okay. I think it's like the next morning. That's in rough. a love triangle. Ooh. Is born. <laughs> Leslie moves in with Jules after he and Alec divide their record collection. This was our favorite season. <laughs> Judd Nelson. No, Bruce Springsteen is leaving this <laughs> He's like being such a dick. He's like, you can't have the Last Pretenders album. <laughs> you know what? You it's, can have all the Billy Joel. <laughs> take the Billy Joel. He sucks. No, um, But I feel like this is like. You know, no, real This life. is a this very is relatable scene. Yeah. I don't know when you're dividing yeah. something simple like a record collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin assumes that this means that him and Leslie can be together now. Oh. But she explains that she essentially used him to oh. break away from Alec, even though she loves him as a friend and she needs time by herself. She said sex is not love. And the tear
1: that he sheds <laughs> he and sheds, when he like, wipes like, it away... Breaks
0: my heart. You know what? Is that the moment you fell in love with Andrew McCarthy? Be honest. He's the cutest. You know what? It did break my heart. Kevin, I'm so sorry, pal. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So let's talk about Hot Mess Jules to lighten the mood. Hot Mess Express. On the surface, it seems like Jules has it all. Mm -hmm. The looks, the money, the baby pink painted apartment. Okay? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Because this is the 80s. In my mind, this is what it looks like. Jules has all of her walls painted like... 80s baby pink, Ooh. and I know you know what I mean. Pepto Bismol pink. You know mm. what? It's like a different. It's a little bit of a different shade. Okay. It's like a mix of that and hot pink. Ooh. Okay, okay. if that makes yeah, any yeah. sense. Okay, and then the accent color is like that sheer blue Ooh. that only was popular mm-hmm. in the 80s. Yes. Thank fucking god yeah, they even made eyeshadow. My aunt's still wearing it. <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> Six feet under. She's still she wearing bought everything it. they had. <laughs> No, she's still alive. (laughs) 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 We must have had multiple kids then because I was thinking (laughs) of someone different. (laughs) (laughs) RIP. Okay. And on these baby pink walls is a painted mural of none other than Billy Idol. (laughs) The Idol. And in Billy Idol's hair, to like a Mm -hmm. streak of his Mm -hmm. hair, is made out of a blue neon light. (sighs) Oh. My God. You want it. That whole sentence was the most 80s thing I've ever said. And I do want it. I love Billy Idol. You know know this. I know you do. Okay, but Joel's is also a hot mess. She's running out of money, has a bad relationship with her family, and she dabbles in drugs and random hookups a bit too often. Mm -hmm. She's even having an affair with her boss, who is married. no, no. Uh, she gets herself into drama and trouble quite often and always turns to the group for help. That's because deep down, Jules is lonely and lost. Jules is quite... She could be the most, like, heartbreaking yeah. part of the yeah. movie. Um, She starts to spiral, develops a cocaine problem, gets fired from her job, and loses all of her belongings because the bank came and took them away. Yeah. So here's where the movie kind of, like, converges. Impl- implodes. Implodes into a fire. Yeah. <gasps> oh. I
1: have to say that... Um- clown head doll in her room it's
0: disturbing oh her apartment I could spend yeah. hours studying it yeah. I could write a thesis paper mm-hmm, on it honestly mm-hmm. i you know what I might do it I might do it <laughs> alright so here's our wrap up okay our group, despite all of their differences, reunite once more to rescue Jules, who's okay. gone down her spiral. Yeah. Okay, She's locked herself in her apartment, mm-hmm. and she leaves all the windows open. So I think the, the fear here is that she's going to freeze to death. She's going to get the flu. They even say many times, like, Jules, it's so cold. And I'm like, she's going to be fine, You're guys. You're going to get the flu. It's she's okay. going to be all right. But she's having like a mental and emotional breakdown. Uh-huh. Kevin, okay, so they, half of the group goes around to the fire escape window and I'll is like, to we got to get in. And somehow they end up finding a blowtorch. At the Amico station <laughs> where Rob Lowe's working. You're right. They go get <laughs> Billy at the gas station and he brings a blowtorch. Not his sex. And he like even puts on the goggles yeah. to try to blowtorch through this window to get her. Right. The fucking drama, hilarious, top notch. Yeah, uh, But Billy simply busts through the door instead. Absolutely, he's got the brains yeah. and the dangly earring. Mm-hmm. Jules tells Billy that essentially her problems come from daddy issues. Mm. Okay, we know those well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we know those well. Yeah, and that she's been living a big lie. Billy talks her down via a big speech, which we'll talk yes. about in a minute. Some sweet sax music plays. <laughs> <laughs> And all is well with the gang again. Doesn't Ron Burgundy play the sax? No, he's the flute. He plays the flute, Laura. How (laughs) dare you? You bite your tongue. Wendy finally moves out on her own, away from her family, and her and Billy make amends. She has the best peanut butter and jelly sandwich she ever ate in her life. What are you talking about? Doesn't she say she makes she
1: makes a great peanut butter oh and jelly god, sandwich? Oh my god, she's on her own. She's You're on her so own. Right. I was like, what the yeah. fuck are
0: you talking about? Her was, fridge, her money. I was trying to get to her and Billy the Kid having oh, sex. Yeah, okay. okay. They finally share an intimate moment. Yes, and they like try to show it. Yeah, and they like have them wrapped up all like no one looks like that. While they're
1: No one.
0: (laughs) No one looks like that. It's movie theatrics. Uh, She's been waiting Mm -hmm. to have sex with Mm -hmm. someone that she truly cares about and loves. And she loves Billy. Uh, The movie ends with the group gathering at the train station to say goodbye to Billy Mm -hmm. after his little, you know. (laughs) He's heading out. He's like, I got what I wanted. I'm gone. He's going to the Big big Apple. The Big Apple. (laughs) (laughs) The Big Apple. (laughs) (laughs) He's moving to New York to become a musician. (laughs) A famous sax player. Yeah. And he's going to do it. As the rest of them walk away, they agree to get Brunch the next day at a new place, not St. Elmo's Bar. Hula Hands. Hula Hands, I think. <laughs> That's where the old people go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Implying that things will always be different from yes. here on out. I love this movie. Yes. It's like so bad, and there are things about it that don't pass the vibe check for sure, but I don't know why. I just love this movie.
1: You do love this movie so much.
0: I Joel's always makes me cry when she's having her breakdown and mm. she says, I never thought I'd be so tired at twenty two. And oh. I don't know. It, oh, you Ouch. say that a lot. I have I think yes. I've said that every year since I was born. <laughs> I never thought I'd be so tired at five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go watch it if yeah, you haven't. I go. think I think I watched it on HBO. Yeah. Okay. What's my lesson? What,
1: what there was clearly lesson?
0: besides the magic What's of the 80s, yeah. which I could have talked about. The magic of friendship. Oh my God, Laura, I love that. (laughs) Friendship is the most powerful magic of all. Again, we wouldn't know it. None of us have literally a single friend. Um, Saint Almost Fire. There we go. Has some magic and mythology to it. I am so excited. Could this have been a witch whisper on its own? (laughs) Yes, but I really wanted to talk about the movie, and aren't you glad I did? You learned so much. I sure am. All right, so during her breakdown, Mm -hmm. Billy tells Jules that it's just like St. Elmo's fire, Mm -hmm. okay? He explains that that is the electric flashes of light that appear in dark skies out of nowhere, and he demonstrates this with hairspray and a lighter. And a big lighter. (laughs) I bet it was a Zippo. (laughs) <laughs> he breaks out a fucking lighter and he's like St. Elmo's fire and he's like it's yeah. fucking hysterical. It's so funny. But Jules is like that's what brings, that's her, what out brings her, her out of mental breakdown. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay, so sailors would guide entire journeys by St. Elmo's fire. Mm-hmm. This is what Billy says. Mm-hmm. But the joke was on them. There was no fire. They made it all up because they needed it to keep going when things got tough, just like each of the friends having yeah. to make up things right. to get through this weird portion of right. life. Right. Right. That's what, okay, that's the little thing that they mention about Saint St. Elmo's, Elmo's Fire. Fire. So I was like, well, what is that? Yeah. Let's fucking talk yeah. about actual St. Elmo's okay. Fire. All right, St. Elmo's Fire, also known as Witch Fire Ooh. or the Witch's Fire, nice, is defined as a weather phenomenon in which luminous plasma... Someone get me my lab coat. Where's your lab coat? Is created by corona discharge. I don't know what that is. Don't ask me. Corona discharge <laughs> from rod-like objects. <laughs> oh. oh, wait. Okay, rod-like objects Laura. <laughs> don't get all excited. <laughs> in an atmospheric electric field. Okay. Did anyone understand that? I did not get an ounce of that. I wrote it down in simpler terms, okay. so we uh, could all understand. Uh, and Billy Hicks, he helped. Okay. Okay. It's a glowing, so blue or violet light that occasionally appears during storms near pointy objects. Okay. There's your rod-like. Okay. If you're watching gotcha. Patreon. <laughs> Looks <laughs> dirty. <laughs> Looks really dirty. <laughs> My hand gestures are not helping the case. Uh, they are most often seen towards the end of bad thunderstorms or during volcanic eruptions. Ooh. And it is usually accompanied by a hissing, buzzing, or crackling noise, the light. Ooh. Okay, the name can be misleading, which I found interesting because okay. it's not actually a flame or a fire. Think more like lightning or northern lights. Okay, okay, so not a fire at all. Hmm. Well, so, he kind of said that, right? He said it wasn't a fire. He said it was made up, mm, but that wasn't entirely that's not true. no, no, because it's a real, it's phenomenon, a real pheno- phenomenon. Phenomenon. <laughs> um, it's known best among seamen. Okay, wait. Why is this sounding like <laughs> really about semen sexual? and rods? I don't know. in <laughs> <And> discharge uh, <laughs> because it has long been uh, seen around the masts of ships. Uh, Remember uh-huh, the rods? Uh-huh,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, they can also it can also be seen near church towers, chimneys, cell phone towers, the wings of planes, or along power lines. Ooh. And mariners have been talking about the spectacle for thousands of years. Nice. So, you know, we're going back to Greek and Roman. It's called St. Elmo's. We're getting there. Okay. First, of course, we got to start with Stark. We got to start. Start naked
1: rod with some discharge. Ew,
0: Lord. I hated everything. I'm going to barf. Oh my gosh. Oh, All right, let's talk about Greek mythology. Okay,
1: let's
0: do it. Greeks and Romans thought that Saint Elmo's fire was actually a visitation from the twins Castor and Pollux. Oh. October's helping me with my there lesson. You're yeah. just going to have to ignore yeah. her. She's having a moment. <laughs> All right, the great twins, Castor and Pollux, mm-hmm. are associated with the constellation Gemini, Gemini. Of course, right? Legend has it that Castor was mortal. Okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And when he died, Pollux just simply couldn't take it. Oh. So Pollux asked Zeus to give Castor immortality so that the twins could be together forever. Mm, I, Zeus, love it. I know Zeus did this and the two were reunited together in the sky as the constellation Gemini. Did I you know. know this? I did know this. I knew yeah. like mm-hmm. kind of like a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A little bit and pieces. Little bits and pieces. <laughs> So, for thousands of years, sailors and others have used the stars in the constellation Gemini to navigate their ships, which may be why Castor and Pollux became known as the patron saints of sailors. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. The twins were said to aid shipwrecked sailors by appearing to them as St. Elmo's Fire.
1: Oh my gosh! Isn't that this, is was, so cool? Right? I
0: was so excited by this. Wow! All right. <laughs> Supposedly, they were given this power by the sea god Poseidon, who we remember <laughs> well from Clash of the Titans.
1: It's <laughs> the best part of the, the whole movie. The best part.
0: The glowing light of Saint Elmo's fire was considered to be a sign of good luck, especially mm-hmm. among sailors weathering a storm. Weathering. <laughs> It meant that Castor and Pollux were coming to save them. Oh, cool! Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Okay, so then let's get to the Saint Elmo. Okay, so later on, the phenomenon, phenomenon, phenomena, was connected to Saint Erasmus, okay. also known as Saint Elmo. Okay, the early Christian martyr and patron saint of Mediterranean sailors. Oh, wow. So we're coming. connecting, we're the, connecting dots. the dots. During the persecution of Christians way back when, St. Erasmus continued to preach and convert pagans to Christianity despite threats and torture. Hmm. One legend says that one day he even continued to preach even after a lightning bolt touched down on the ground beside him. Ooh. So this led to the belief that the saint would appear to sailors during storms. huh. The phenomenon represented St. Elmo's guardianship over the sailors.
1: Oh, that's so... Yes. interesting. And again,
0: was considered to be a good omen. They weren't afraid of Saint Elmo's fire because it simply meant that the saint was there to protect them from bad weather. Wow, that is super cool. Isn't that, that really is, neat? I love that. And how it kind of like you yes. can see the line between Greek mythology. Yes, I love that. See, That's so cool. There was magic in this there movie. There was magic. You just had to find it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So it pops up in other pieces of pop culture. Ooh. Uh, saint Elmo's fire is. Mentioned all throughout literature, including William Shakespeare's *The Tempest* mm. and Herman Melville's *Moby Dick*. Ah, there, the sea, the sea, yes, <laughs> sailors. Uh, Nikola Tesla, the inventor, uh, mm-hmm. created Saint Elmo's fire in 1899 with a Tesla coil. Ooh. Like in his,
1: we're going to be talking about him pretty soon. Oh, yeah. are we? Yeah,
0: Ooh, I'm excited for that one. Hint. hint. Uh, St. Elmo's Fire is also referenced in many other movies and TV shows, most notably in the 2019 horror film The Lighthouse, which oh I've said I can't stand. Oh my gosh. Do they seeing, mention it? Um, they do. Okay. yes. But you're seeing the connection yes, between, between the sailors sea and the and sailors. sailors. Yes. Wow. I loved that. That is, I that's, I think
1: that might be one of my new faves. Oh my God. I love that. I love it. So, oh, yeah, wow. that would be
0: really fucking cool if you got to see St. Elmo's Fire. There's a lot of mythology behind it. I love it. All right. Would you like some fun and random facts about the film? Yes. Um, Breakthrough film as a director for writer and former costume designer, Joel Schumacher. Love that. I think we probably mentioned that in the Lost Boys episode, but you Mm -hmm. know what? The Lost Boys episode, I did that way back when. Mm -hmm. It was one of our first episodes and we like barely knew what we were doing. And I think I want to redo Okay Laura wants to do something called Fuck Up Fridays Where we like redo something we're not happy with Yeah I I mean
1: we're going into three years And like you said when we first started We didn't know what the
0: hell we were doing I did Final Destination 3 Before I even talked about Final Destination destination (laughs) 1 like let's just go for it (laughs) Yeah we gotta have Fuck Up Fridays Yeah I like it all right, uh, this was made the same year as your favorite, The Breakfast Club. Yes. And, of course, stars some of The Brat Pack. Yes. If you don't know, The Brat Pack was a nickname given to a group of actors who often appeared together in popular coming-of-age films in mm-hmm. the 1980s, a lot of John Hughes films. Mm-hmm. Here are the core members. Okay. Emilian Estevez. Emilian. <laughs> Emilian. Uh Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, yeah. Rob Lowe. Andrew McCarthy, Demi Moore, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwald, and Allie Sheedy. Yes. I think it also said that—what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. was also associated— Semi-associated. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Here are some of the movies that star the Brat Pack. Yeah. Like multiple members. Mm-hmm. It has to be a Brat Pack. A, a Brat Pack. Pack. movie. It has mm-hmm. to be more than one. The Outsiders. Yes. Because Emilio Estevez and Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. Sixteen Candles. Yes. Uh, the Breakfast Club, obviously, yes. and Pretty in Pink. Yes. Oh, and James Spader sometimes gets lumped in here. James Spader. I always felt like Young Guns was on the fringe of having a
1: Brat Pack rep. Why? Because Emilio Estevez. Well, Emilio Estevez and then Charlie Sheen, which is his brother. And then ah. it has Lou Diamond Phillips. And,
0: well, well, Lou um, Diamond
1: was a far stretch away from the Brat Pack Lord. Well, it has uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Okay, Isn't it? Go. Okay. yeah, All right. why he's not in the Brack Pack. Brat <laughs> Pack. The Brat Pack.
0: <laughs> How many times can know. we fuck it up? Say it five times really fast. Uh, I don't know. I think you had to be in like... I don't know. I feel Mm. like John Hughes kind of connected. Uh, He made the Brat Pack. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) The Brat Pack. Take a shot every time we butcher that. (laughs) If you're interested in the Brat Pack, there's a book I recommend that I've read many times called Oh, it appears that a motorcycle gang just decided to ride by. Uh, There's a book I recommend called You Couldn't Ignore Me If You Tried. Ah. The Brat Pack, John Hughes, and Their Impact on a Generation. I love that. It's a really cool look. Do you own it? No, I had it on my Kindle. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that thing where you get books. (laughs) That thing where you can Google books. Yeah, uh, the gang's handshake, the boogity, 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 uh-huh. ah, ah, ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Laura's like, I hate uh-huh. this movie, stop talking. It was an inside joke between the actors. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently people would, like, wait outside and watch them filming, and that's what they sounded like talking to them. Uh-huh. Like, pointing and laughing mm-hmm. at all the actors, mm-hmm. so they made it a handshake for the movie.
1: Nice. That Maybe that's what constituted your acceptance into the brat pack.
0: Yeah, you had to, you had to have a secret, secret handshake, shake. but then they they revealed it in Saint Elmo's Fire, so it didn't really work. Not so secret. Um, Emilio Estevez and Demi Moore dated during the filming of Saint Elmo's, and mm-hmm. were even engaged at one point. I didn't know this, yeah, but I did know that I wasn't around. It was back in the then. Teen Beat magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Beat. I never thought Emilio Estevez was that cute either.
1: Mm, no, no. I mean, I guess I'm not sure. I was, you know. <laughs> Judd
0: Nelson. I went for the bad
1: boys. I think that's, I told you, I think that's probably why I'm not a big fan of St. Elmo's Fire. It ruined my crush on Judd, ne- on Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson was a really big
0: asshole in this movie. I can't I know, stand him. and I loved him in The Breakfast Club. He
1: was an asshole in that too, but.
0: But our kind of asshole. He was a broken asshole. The, sex- <laughs> the what we find sexy. Yeah. All right, the movie's theme song, St. Elmo's Fire, quote, in quotes mm-hmm. man in motion. Man okay. in motion. Was originally written for disabled three-time Paralympic Games gold medalist Canadian wheelchair athlete Rick Hansen. Holy shit, that was a mouthful. Okay. He was doing a man in motion world tour at the time to raise okay. money for spinal injury research. Okay. So, from my understanding, the theme song was written for him and this movie. So half the, and half. They had to share <laughs> the billing. <laughs> like we have to share. They but like to share billing. I'm gonna give you. went to whoever wrote the song and was like, We need a song. And this man was like, One verse to Mr. Hansen, one verse to the movie. I challenge you to go and listen to the words, and things will really start making sense. They're gonna click. Everything's gonna fucking click for you. I found a place. Rob Lowe walked into his audition with a six pack of Corona. Hmm. Okay. Nailed Billy the Kid. Uh Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was also considered for the role, which you can definitely see. He was yeah. a bad boy back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, Billy Hicks is referred to as Billy the Kid in the movie, *Lore*, mm-hmm. and, and Emilio Estevez, Estevez would later play Billy, Billy the Kid, Kid in, in 1988's Young Guns. That's one of my faves. You love that I movie. I love that movie. So we've come full circle. We and have. that is the end of my spiel. All right. Nice. What, how do you
1: feel? I love that. I, I really liked it. I don't hate the movie. It's just not my favorite. So I really liked your explanation. Yeah, Why, thank you. Yeah, it was good.
0: Yeah. I, I bet, you know what? Billy the Kid could have done a little better explaining St. Almost Fire to Jules as she was... About to freeze to death. Yeah, with his
1: pyrotechnics.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good demonstration. Love it. it. On par with Nikola Tesla. Awesome. The hairspray in the lighter. You don't need a Tesla coil. (laughs) Let me break out my hairspray. And my Bic lighter. Oh, shit. All right.
1: That's all I got. Well, that means I'm up. You're up to bat. I'm up. And I have another horror film today. (gasps) I love when you talk horror. Right? I am doing Children of the Corn.
0: Dude, you always said you love this one. That was harvesty. I believe in <laughs> last harvest-y. week's episode,
1: I mentioned that corn was scary. It's yeah. because I had just watched this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, because typically, like a butter and salt laden cob of
0: corn, <laughs> not terrifying. <laughs> okay. Cornbread, also delish. Dude, I love a cornbread. Have you seen the video, The Corn Kid? The- no. It's corn, a big lump of knobs. <laughs> Have you uh, have I've you heard, heard this, about this viral this thing? This adorable yeah. kid was like singing about corn. He liked corn. I bet he'd be proud of your picky. He to would. It. He would not be scared of corn. <laughs> you know, he yeah. loves it. He's never seen a more beautiful thing. He said,
1: "Yeah." And of course, I'm also a sucker for a corn dogly. You know, made okay, of corn. You know
0: what? Fuck all of you. In I still corn. get like met, like people still bring that up to me. Corn dogs. They're like, I'm yeah. on the episode where you revealed that you didn't know corn dogs were made out of corn. <laughs>
1: All right, so 1984 okay. supernatural horror slasher film.
0: Slasher film. Whoa. Hey, we're very 80s today. We Ready are to go us.
1: We are. We didn't even plan that. We didn't. All right, based on a 1977 short story of the same name by Mr. Stephen, Stephen King. King. It's
0: been a while since yes. we talked about him. All right,
1: King wrote a screenplay for the film, which was rejected. Oh, oh, that credit went to writer George Goldsmith. His version contained more violence and was more easily translated to the screen. Okay. Yes. $800,000 budget, Mm -hmm. 14.6 mil at the box office. Whoa, really? So not too shabby. I would say fucking so. (laughs) All right. Although it only has 39% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, and uh, my favorite Roger Ebert gave it one out of four stars, claiming the only thing moving behind the rows of corn was the audience <laughs> fleeing to the exits.
0: <laughs> Dude, I like this guy. He's yeah. got sass,
1: right? He does, uh, <sighs> but it has become a cult classic. Yeah, and has spawned more sequels than any other like work based on King. Like, King stories. Oh, okay. I think there's, like,
0: ten movies. Are you fucking serious? Ten. Ew, why? I but love
1: a bad sequel.
0: Why? Jake but really why? does. Like, he Jake does. will go and watch Children of the Corn 9 and okay. be, like, really happy. you're gonna have to watch
1: it. There's Children of the Corn 666, I think. You know what? That's clever. <laughs> Dude, at a
0: certain point, these movies stop taking themselves so seriously, and they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> they're just
1: fun. They're just having fun. All right, well, here's your cast. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, Peter Horton is Burt Stanton. Okay, Bert And Linda Hamilton as Vicki Baxter. Bert and Vicky. Now, these two in the 80s were huge. Were they? But at the making of this film, neither of them, no one were, knew them. were not popular yet.
0: Oh, did this yeah. make their career?
1: Peter Horton <laughs> would go into the late 80s on this little show called 30-something. Okay. And he was like every girl's dream. Oh, yeah? Everybody loved him. Did
0: he have a dangly earring? He did not have a dangly oh, okay. earring,
1: but he was... The big deal. <laughs> of course, I didn't get pay him any mind. I had the hots for Timothy Busfield. Loved him. Lord, Loved him. I have no idea what you're talking about. This, this show, thirty something. <laughs> maybe you should like go and watch it now. It's about a group of friends in <laughs> She's their thirties. The old bag. now maybe you should you go can watch, watch it. it. Look up a picture of Timothy Busfield, and then you'll know okay. why I was crushing on him. <laughs> All right. And Lim- Linda Hamilton later on in the year would go on to do um, uh, Terminator. Oh shit. Okay, so, which made her huge. And then she was in Beauty and the Beast Beauty with Ron Perlman. The
0: Beast. Oh <laughs> Yes.
1: I love that show. Yeah. Like these are my like these are my peeps. Yeah. All right. RG Armstrong as Deal or the Old Man. Okay. John Franklin as yeah. Isaac Croner. As a Kroner, yes. And did you know he also played Cousin It in the Addams Family? No, I did not. <laughs> Little fun fact. Way to go, uh, Courtney Gaines uh-huh. as Malachi Boardman.
0: Malachi, Malachi. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Robbie Keeger as Joby and Anne Marie McAvoy as Sarah. Jobs, <laughs> jobs. Okay. All right, here's your plot. Give it to me. All right, our story is brought to us today from the fictional town of Gatlin, Nebraska. Nebraska. Oh, They're known for corn, aren't they? Gatlin's economy is fueled by you guessed it, <laughs> corn. Corn. <laughs> Gatlin is experiencing a drought, and the crops are failing. Oh no! The town turns to prayer, yeah, to resurrect their crops. For sure. The story is told to us through the narration of young Joby.
0: Joby.
1: Joby. Uh, after church, it's tradition to head to Hanson's to munch on some grindage. Okay. Joby's sister Sarah is sick and stayed at home with mom on this particular Sunday. Yeah. When Joby and his dad get to Hanson, Dad decides to give Mom a ring on the old payphone just to check in. Okay, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joby waits for his usual order of a strawberry shake.
0: Jake loves a strawberry I know. shake.
1: It's a little early though, Sunday oh. morning.
0: <laughs> hey, you know what? You know, a a from Sugarfield Treat. Let a kid Well, live. he notices
1: Malachi over in the corner playing pinball. No, no. Uh, Joby guesses that the meeting involving the town youths must be over. The town youths. <laughs> what? The town youths. <laughs>
0: That's not what I said. I said youths. <laughs> Go fuck
1: yourself. <laughs> the town's youths. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> Play it back. <laughs> uh, it seems there's a newcomer in town. Okay. Okay. A young boy named Isaac. Uh, he's a self-proclaimed preacher. A boy. A young boy. Yeah. Okay. Isaac begins preaching his sermons in the cornfields to all of the town's children.
0: Why not, though? <laughs> you know what? Because as
1: parents, I'd be like, yeah, go play in the cornfield with this new guy. Corn. Okay, yeah. Yeah, right? Isaac is telling them about a God that he refers to as he who walks behind the rose. Rose of corn. Mm-hmm. Okay. So according to Isaac, this God tells him that the kids must murder all of the adults in the town and sacrifice them to he who walks behind the rose. Oh, shit. So their corn will grow.
0: You know what? <laughs> Give me a little of this and you'll get some corn.
1: So under Isaac's tutelage, he's like Jim Jones Jr. Yeah, I'll say. Right? Fuck. Along with his enforcer and right-hand man, Malachi, they do just that. Yeah. And that is why Malachi is in the diner. It is not for the pinball. Not for the
0: <laughs> to get the adults.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So okay, they start taking them out. <gasps> Everyone in the diner. Oh, no. They poisoned the coffee. <gasps> they start slicing and dicing with machetes. Machetes? Yes. Damn. One even gets his hand ground up in a meat grinder. I think it was Mr. Hansen. Ew. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> R.I.P., pal. <laughs> All of this takes place while Isaac creepily stares in at the chaos from outside the window. Okay. In his very large black brimmed hat. I, I was, hate that hat. I know. It's so creepy, isn't yeah, it? I really So hate I it. literally looked up what Why? the hell kind of hat is he wearing? <laughs> it says he's
0: dressed like a Quaker parson. He does kind of look like the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah. Now that you
1: said that. He's the man in black, and that's not Johnny Cash. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. And then they take out the rest of the town. Okay. All the adults, right? see you. Young Sarah, Joby's sister, Mm -hmm. wasn't really sick. Okay. She has the gift of sight through automatic crayon writing. Okay. (laughs) And predicted the whole gruesome scene. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Any adult that happens to wander into this town never leaves. Well... Let's jump three years to young couple Bert and Vicky. Oh no, Bert and Vicky. They're traveling across the country in a move to Seattle.
0: Oh that oh <laughs> shit. Good thing we didn't watch this like right before we moved. That's creepy as fuck. Bert is
1: a doctor and is starting a new job there. Okay. I have to mention this because throughout the film he gets very doctory in his jargon. See get out of the doctor. Lap coat. He does get out of his life <laughs> la- stethoscope, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we first meet the couple in a hotel room where Vicky awakens Bert with a horn and candle topped pastry. It's his birthday. Okay, happy birthday, Bert. Oh, happy birthday. She even takes the time to sing him a little tune. Yeah. Including an attempted sexy dance. <laughs> it's very awkward. <laughs> An attempted sexy dance. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Uh, it seems there's some tension between the couple as Bert has an issue with commitment and oh. Vicky is in search of one.
0: Okay. Not a good it's, match. No. Not a good match. Uh, these characters are pretty
1: boring. Yeah. And I'm they pretty are. and I'm pretty indifferent in caring if they make it or not. No, yeah. I'm like, I don't care.
0: Sacrifice. The, the them performances to the corn are gods. pretty flat.
1: Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, After they have been on the road for a while, they take out their huge map. (laughs) They seem to be lost, and you guessed it, they're heading down the corn-laden roads of Nebraska (laughs) in the direction of fictional Gatlin. (laughs) Uh. At about the same time, young Joseph is trying to run away from Isaac and Malachi. Yeah. He's a non-believer. Okay. He promises Joby and Sarah, who also don't buy Isaac and Malachi's nonsense, that he'll be back for them with some help. Yeah. But Joseph meets his maker when Malachi gets a hold of him as he runs through the cornfields.
0: Oh fuck! R.I.P. Pal. Whew, as
1: Bert and Vicky drive down the road, listening to scary religious sermons on the radio, is that because all this that's plan? all you can pick up. Uh, has that happened to you before? Yes. It is very disturbing. Don't like that. It's like you're out in the middle of nowhere. You can't get anything on the radio. But like but one like, station. Yeah.
0: It's hail fire and Tarnation. <laughs> Isn't that old fucking fart? What's his name? <laughs> <laughs> that he used to play the 700 club guy. Pat Robertson. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, not him. I feel like this is not the first time I've roasted that motherfucker.
1: I <laughs> know, <laughs> oh, I don't think it was Pat. Um, <laughs> okay. Joseph stumbles out into the road and Bert hits him with the car. Oh, wait. Ooh. Hey, we've been there. <laughs> Hey, that's weird that we just talked about that today. <laughs> we do not plan this, folks. <laughs> no, we don't. We really don't. <laughs> Realizing that Joseph's throat has been slit prior Jeez. upon investigation because Malachi got him, right? Right. This is a little kid. And you know how he knows that? Because according to the lack of blood coagulation.
0: Ew. Uh, it oh, must he's have a doctory. Been, he's
1: doctory. Right. It must have been recent. Right. So they're off the hook for his death. They put Joseph's body in the trunk and sift through his bloody suitcase to search for clues. They come across a weird primitive folk art cross made of corn. Yeah. Hmm. With that information gathered, I would have just kept going. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Cut to Joby and Sarah playing Monopoly at their old house, which is forbidden. You do not pass go and you do not collect $200. Fuck. Why?
0: Why is it forbidden? Not allowed.
1: Because Isaac says no. Oh. Oh, okay. Caught in the act by the all-knowing, all-seeing Malachi. I feel like he is just everywhere. Yeah, just he is. He's creepy out. as fuck. He is so creepy. <laughs> he really is. Um, he takes them along with Sarah's most recent artwork to Isaac. Sarah's drawing foretells the arrival of Bert and Vicki. Oh, no, Bert. Ooh. Isaac instructs Malachi to take the children back to where he found them and that there would be no punishment for their game playing. Okay, This does not make Malachi happy. No. 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 Not happy. Uh, Bert and Vicky come across a gas station where they stop to seek help, but the old man refuses service and tells them to stay out of Gatlin and head to the next
0: town. That is like a classic horror movie trope. Yeah. When you stop at the fucking gas station. Yeah. And it's creepy. It looks like it hasn't had an full. ounce of gas in
1: 30 years. <laughs> Does that pump help? even work? Yeah. Right. Uh, the old man has made a pact with Isaac. He supplies them with fuel. In exchange, he gets to live. He's the oh. only adult that gets to live.
0: Okay,
1: uh, But Malachi, I think he's rebelling a little. Oh, shit. He decides to kill the old man and his dog Sarge against Isaac's wishes. Why you got to do the dog? I think he's starting, well, I think he just likes killing things. Yeah. I think, I think that's I think he's it. He's just a little crazy. Um, and I think that he's starting to doubt that Isaac should be leading the flock. Uh-oh. is he going to take him out? I think so. Mm-hmm. Let's move this along. Okay. All right. Of course, we know Bert and Vicky end up in Gatlin. Yeah. They find Joby and Sarah who explain what the hell's been going on in this deserted town. Okay. Isaac instructs his flock to find the outlanders, as he refers to them, so Mm -hmm. they can be sacrificed to the corn. Mm. Right? (laughs) (laughs) As Bert explores the town, he stumbles upon a meeting in the church where young Amos is about to willingly sacrifice himself to he who walks behind the rose.
0: I thought he only wanted adults. Well...
1: Amos is entering his 19th year oh. and is considered an adult. Oh shit, Amos. Bert. <laughs> very calmly tries to explain the medical implications of drinking other people's blood during a blood ritual. Okay, it does now seem like the time, Bert? Do they look like they want to fucking lecture? They don't want to hear it. They stab Bert, and he flees. They stab Bert. And I'm wondering, <laughs> what are the implications of being stabbed with a rusty knife, Bert? What? Yeah, Bert, <laughs> you asked for that. <laughs> Vicky's kidnapped and hung up in the cornfield. Oh, fuck. Malachi turns on Isaac, it's a mutiny, Yeah, and sacrifices him to the corn. The special effects are hilarious and totally bush league. Yeah. I think that must be all they could have afforded. You said it was 84. (laughs) Give him a break. Bert shows up in the nick of time, slaps the shit out of Malachi. And I mean, he literally jumps on top of him and it's like the hand movement. (laughs) Whack, 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 whack. I love it. And he tells the kids to get out of this wacky town and get help and don't follow any religion that isn't about love. Now all these Kool Aid corn. No, now all these Kool Aid drinking kids are like, oh yeah, I think he's right. Bummer, I killed my folks. You know, damn that sucks. He gets Vicky down off her corn cross and they head for the hills, <laughs> taking Joby and Sarah with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isaac returns from the dead, looking a little scary. A little rough. And he's like, Wait. he he they want you too, Malachi, <laughs> Malachi. Yeah. The look on his face is great and it's bye bye to Malachi. Rest in peace. Right. You Bert. creepy
0: motherfucker.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bert sets the cornfields ablaze and they run for the car. Okay. After a jump scare attack from a straggling cult member whom they knock the fuck a straggling out. Straggling
0: cult member the new duo, band name called it.
1: <laughs> the duo get the hell out of Dodge, taking Joby and Sarah with them to Seattle.
0: Oh, okay. The end. They're just gonna adopt Joby and Sarah. Yes. All
1: right. Although, there's the commitment. See, There's, we the, There's the commitment. Yeah. Although I'm left wondering what the hell ever happened to Joseph in the trunk. Did he also go to see? Oh, I thought Joseph was
0: fucking dead as shit. <laughs> well, he is, but
1: he's in the trunk. Oh, he's still
0: in the trunk, though. <laughs> the Damn. Trunk. Yeah. <laughs> we want to do something about that. <laughs> All right.
1: So here's some fun facts. Are there any? There are. Okay.
0: They can are. Can you tell this is not my There's favorite little, movie?
1: No, this is not your favorite movie. No, you've always liked it, though. I have always liked it. Um, it is slow, though. Very uh, slow. It slow. It is like watching corn grow in Nebraska. That's
0: what <laughs> you say about the <laughs> You know song. what?
1: They nailed it. They nailed the scene. Uh, the budget for the film was originally $1.3 Okay. But right before filming began, Stephen King demanded another $500,000 in advance or he would not allow the studio to use his name in any marketing campaign. Stephen. Ballsy. Whew. Okay so this left them with a budget of $800,000. You know what?
0: It seems like a dick move, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's his work, so. And
1: many of the more elaborate scenes had to be axed. Like, Malachi ah. was supposed to get a way more brutal death. Obviously, the special effects. I mean, they oh. there was a lot. I think they could have made it a lot better. It was, like, very primitive. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Well, again, on, yeah.
1: on brand. Yeah. It was believed that this was King's way of getting revenge for the rejection of his script. Ah. But the joke's on him because this became one of the most profitable films based on his work. Are you thanks kidding? to the tiny budget. Yep.
0: Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All
1: right. Uh, the ending is a bit more upbeat compared to the story where the two main characters do not escape Corn Town. Corn Town. <laughs> Corn Town.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. in his story. Yeah. They get iced. Yes. Is that a, is that a yeah. thing? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think something said about uh, her eyeballs gouged out and okay. hanging from the corn. I don't Cute. know. Yeah. So Courtney Gaines won the role of Malachi by using a prop knife to hold the casting assistant hostage at the
0: audition. <laughs> oh, gee, are you fucking serious?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. uh. <laughs> Courtney claims this role was one of his great honors of his career and he is still recognized as Malachi.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Many people tell him he was so <laughs> terrifying he gave them nightmares. He did. Even his parents were a little terrified of his bordreo. Well, Would you, he's... like, see him on the screen and then be like, I don't think I'm sleeping tonight, honey? Yeah, absolutely not. Dude, he was terrifying. Yeah. He was terrifying. He really and he was. he was a ginger. And I love gingers. Lord, <laughs> But he scared me. Yeah, he was scary. Lore loves a ginger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one night, John Franklin, who played Isaac. Okay. He was not wearing his hat. No. But he was dining in a restaurant, and a woman sitting at the next table recognized him and literally jumped up and started screaming and ran out of the restaurant. <laughs> Oh, my God. Seriously? When she composed herself, she returned and demanded that her party be moved to another locale. Get me the
0: fuck out of here. This <laughs> child's going to sacrifice me to the corn. Yeah. So what is my lesson? I hope it's corn. Is it
1: corn? Is it corn? <laughs> All the delicious ways <laughs> to enjoy corn. I love it. Corn casserole. <laughs> Um, Although I could not find a specific deity based on King's story, there are mythologies of corn gods. No, that's exciting. Yeah, I like that. Let's talk about it a little bit. It is very harvesty. It's harvesty. Yeah, happy November. (laughs) Happy November. All right, corn or maize can be traced back to Mexico nearly 5,000 years ago. Okay. Becoming the most important food crop in North and Central America. Wow. Because of the importance of maize, many of these native peoples develop myths surrounding corn. Right. Worshipping corn deities. The majority are female, though. Really? And usually involve fertility.
0: Females got to go so, on the corn. So, interesting
1: because he who walked behind the roast. So, oh. it was a, definitely a he. Script flip. Yep. So, the cher- Cherokee... Cheropee. <laughs> The Cherokee people <laughs> <Nice> try, <Lord. laughs> called their great corn woman spirit, Silu, okay who would descend from the heavens and walk among the cornfields pretty, and ensure a bountiful crop. Yes. Love it. One day, the crops failed to grow and the tribe consulted with the great spirit mm-hmm. as to her whereabouts. I have sent her. She is there, but something terrible has happened and you must find her. Okay. They searched high and low with no luck, and they called upon their animal and bird relatives to aid in the search. She was finally located, trapped in a cave by an evil spirit called oh no. Hunger.
0: Oh.
1: <laughs> they, fe- they freed Silu, which okay. means corn, mm-hmm. and the corn grew once more. Oh. And from that day forward, one only need to look for the moving blades of corn to know Silu is amongst the corn tending to it.
0: Oh, I like pretty? that. I hope
1: I said... The name correctly. you probably
0: didn't. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry if, if I didn't.
0: We, if, you know we're keeping on track. Well, with yeah, how yeah, we no, do things. on par.
1: All right. In Seminole mythology, mm-hmm. a and figure known as Fastachi mm-hmm. was well, made. You're really challenging. I'm trying. To I, hey, there are some names in here, uh, so I apologize in advance. <laughs> was made of corn. Okay. He carried a bag of corn with him and taught them how to cultivate, harvest, and store the corn for food. Mm, okay. The Incan goddess of corn is Zaramama, Mm -hmm. which means grain mother.
0: Grain mother.
1: According to many myths, she could be found incarnated in a field of corn in the form of a strangely shaped ear of corn. (laughs) So sometimes, like ear of corns would grow, (laughs) and they would look like human bodies. Ew. Yeah, and if they if they found one that looked like that, they would dress it up and treat it as the living energy of Zaramama. Really? Uh huh. Okay, that's kind of so cool. So she would wear a robe and a shawl with a silver clasp. Okay. And these corn dolls would then be hung on willow trees. And festive dancing would commence around the willows.
0: Aww.
1: Then the dolls would be burned to ensure an abundant crop of corn.
0: Oh wow. So you wanted to find that. Mm-hmm. Odd ear of corn. <laughs> what an odd <laughs> Deformed ear of corn. Ear of
1: corn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, fun. Um,
1: in Lithuanian and Russian mythology, we have Baba Yaga, oh, who we talked about in a yeah, witch whisper, right. who represents the harvest and her symbols are sheaves of corn and wheat rye, and wildflowers. Wow, okay. To honor her, make a corn wreath or keep corn shucks in your home and make a meal which includes corn, Thought, to, yeah. some corn dogs, uh, <laughs> to reap the benefits of Baba Yaga's prosperity to all who inhabit your home.
0: Oh, wow. I like that. Dude, I love a cornbread. I'm just going to say that oh, right now. Yeah. I love a cornbread. I put jalapenos, put in, I put jalapenos in mine. Ooh, I oh. make some good cornbread. I got a good cornbread. You know meal. what? Yeah. You have it on lock, Lord. Ooh, I love it. Someone fucking come snatch her up. Okay, she can make <laughs> cornbread. <laughs> in Greek
1: mythology, yeah. Demeter... Or Ceres mm-hmm. is considered the goddess of agriculture and grain, and I think we have mentioned her before. I was going
0: to say, I feel like that's popped up.
1: She is the deity of the harvest, and it is she who taught humans to grow, preserve, and prepare corn and grain. Nice. She was the only one of the Greek gods who was involved daily in the lives of commoners.
0: Really, wasn't that? And in- oh, I thought that was that's interesting. An, an
1: interesting little mm-hmm. tidbit. I like that. All right, now I'm gonna try to get these names. These are mouthfuls. Okay. Perhaps the most well known of the corn gods would be the Aztecs, Chico Macaodle. Okay. Did I say that right, Jake?
0: You made an honest attempt. All right.
1: (laughs) Or the Jake's seven. Like, no, yeah, no, no, you, you, did you didn't. <laughs> um, I even like phonetically spelled it out. You tried. Um, or the seven serpents. Okay. This goddess represents corn and fertility and is one of the most revered goddesses among the farmers of central Mexico. Wow. Okay. Her carved images can be found very intricately, mm-hmm. which would reside in temples or very simply for home worship. Oh, I like that distinction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But she is most often seen holding two ears of corn.
0: Pretty. Yeah.
1: There's an annual festival, and I'm not going to get this, called the Huey Tozozotoli. Oh, probably you know not right. Honors the maize plant. Okay. Stocks and cobs would be bundled and carried by the young women and left as an offering at the temple. Oh, wow. They also believe humans were created from dough made of corn. Mm. And this goddess did have a male counterpart named Centiotal. Okay. Who received a yearly blood sacrifice. Oh, so maybe that's where mm-hmm. the the inspo came maybe. from. Maybe okay. Uh, the Mayans also believed that man was made from corn and created their calendar based on the planting of the corn fields.
0: Oh, okay. All right.
1: So that is children of the corn.
0: I liked. I liked that lesson yeah. though. Yeah, that was a good lesson. Yeah, I
1: mean it may not be a fan favorite. The movie. Yeah. it. Do, I think people really like it. I mean, I think a lot of people do, but I think a lot of people don't. I you think it's a like it half and it. half or, yeah. I'm on but the it, hate it side. I know. You don't. But it does have <laughs> elements of a creepy, scaretastic watch, I think.
0: It does. Malachi is super Evil
1: creepy. Evil children.
0: That, that hat, that Quaker hat. Yeah. Not it. Evil children. Your run-of-the-mill cult. Yeah. You know. You know what? An invisible force. And there is something creepy about the corn.
1: It is. It's scary.
0: Yeah, there is. It's real scary. It, like, moves
1: in the wind like it's talking.
0: It is, yeah. Yeah, it's a little creepy. Yeah, but I like the lesson you got out of it. Very harvesty. Yes. Yeah, I liked learning about all the different, like, you wouldn't think, I mean, I guess you wouldn't at first think that corn would be related to a bunch of deities, but... Then it makes sense with yeah. the harvest and everything. Absolutely, absolutely. I like that, Laura. There you go. Up top, way to go! All right, oh. woohoo! Children in the corn in the books. There we go. What an eighties tastic episode! It was eighties
1: tastic. Wow. Jeez. All right. Well, I'm going to go give myself a Deb's, Debbie Gibson hairdo. <laughs> Deb's give. <laughs> Deb's Gibson. I know her. She's a Deb. <laughs> Little Deb's. Give myself Debbie a Debbie Gibson. Gibson. <laughs> I wonder if that's like a real thing. What? a Debbie Gibson. I just gave myself a Debbie Gibson. (laughs) You know, that ponytail on the
0: side. I do remember. (laughs) You need a giant scrunchie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me go get one. Oh, shit. All right. Are you ready for Killer Quotes of the Week? I sure am.
1: All right, I'm up today. You're up. I'm up. What do you got? A heart can be broken, but it still keeps a beating just the same. Ow. Fried green
0: tomatoes. You love that movie. I love that movie. It um, was sent
1: in by Miss Eclectic
0: Mama. We love you. Thank you. Um, I've never eaten a fried green tomato. Oh my God. Should I? I love fried yeah, green tomatoes. tomatoes. Is it underrated? Oh my Am I missing out? Damn, I don't okay. know who ever told you they were underrated because they are not. I just feel like, well, I mean, we're not in the South, I guess. Is that like a Southern thing? That is a Southern thing. Yeah. So it was uh, like fried cornbread.
1: <gasps> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Corn. Yeah. When I lived <laughs> in the South, it was a uh, veg and three or something. Three. Ve- I don't know. You would like <laughs> there would be just like on the menu, just lists of vegetables. And you would got like got to pick like four, to three get or fried. four. No, just like, oh. that was your meal. Oh, just, a, but they're not yeah. fried? No, you could get, like, something, you could get for fried okra, <laughs> fried green tomatoes. <laughs> Why are
0: we talking about this?
1: Now you're making me hungry. <laughs> We're talking about corn, I don't know. all right, we got Corn go. dogs, fried green tomatoes. <laughs> all right, no. thanks for that uh, killer quote,
0: I love it. Yeah, love it. All right, we'll catch you guys next week, we love all you. All right, TTFN, cut, print, check the gate, moving on.